Hey, good afternoon, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I am here with one of my favorite guys. Guys put some articles together. Guy that has, uh, you know, been on the podcast before. He has an amazing live on Wednesday nights. They talk about bourbon. They talk about baseball. I'm talking about the one and only Jason Beck. Jason, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, Bill. I'm really glad to be here. Appreciate you uh, inviting me back. And uh, I'm always glad to share a little time with you. Thank you so much. Hey, you bet. You bet. So we're going to talk series tonight. And, you know, we there's some rumors mimbling about it. It is Halloween night. We're filming this. It's dropped tomorrow. But there is some rumors that it might be postponed. We'll see, you know, based on weather. But first of all, what do you think of this series, this between the Astros and the Phillies. What have you seen so far? I got to tell you, it is everything that it's been built up to be at this point right now. I mean, you know, you have the Phils who, again, the fighting Phils, you know, they have fought and scrapped and played back and overcome. And, you, you know, whatever the words you want to say for adversity, they've overcome. They, you can fill those words in for them. The Astros are you know, uh, have had some struggles, especially with Altuve. They've had to rely on some other guys to come through so far. And, uh, you know, considering even Verlander giving up the what he did the other night, um, this has been just such a wonderful build-up build for a series. I mean, you have the, like, most complete team in the Astros with the, arguably, with the, the hottest team in the fills and uh, when those two elements get together, man, anything is possible. And you know, just as it just as easily could be two zero for either team at this point. Absolutely. Well, uh, Nick Castellanos made sure it wasn't two zero in right field right? with that catch. Right. My gosh, that was a blunt blunder. Yeah, but you you said it perfectly, and I'm going to add a word. So you said. You know, that the, the Phillies are red hot, which I agree. The Astros, I'm going to say they're the most consistent team in the playoffs. They, yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. They just haven't had a lot of – and baseball consistency is tough. You get weird ground balls, balls that hit off bases. But these guys are just playing very consistent ball, and it showed the other night when they evened up the series. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have – uh, the Altuve predicament, you know, he's over 25 and boom, then you have Jeremy Pena come in there and, and how they've had guys step up in the situations that they've needed. And it's not like it's new to them. You know, they, they uh, are ready for these circumstances and situations throughout the year. They set themselves up to be successful or dusty sets them up to be as successful as they possibly can. And he is just brilliant the way he moves his, his chess pieces around to play the way that they play. Um, Amen I, I can't that. argue with it. Yeah. Amen to that. So, what do you think of the pitching so far? And I, top fan rivalry followers, I got to preface this. If you haven't read it yet on the site, there is a, an article called pitching is the key. Jason wrote it before the playoffs started. We posted it. Um, it is a phenomenal article. I'll make sure that, that it goes out again, but what do you see about the pitching this? I, it's so unique, but you, you called it in your article, but I want to hear what you have to say about the pitching. 
Oh, man, pitching is, is is everything in the series. I look at every aspect of of what the pitchers do and how they're, you know, how they kind of shake things up and what their bullpens are looking like. I mean, you look at what he starting with game one and Verlander, who would have expected him to give up as many runs as he did, especially after having a, a five run lead. And then the boom, the, the, then the pressure just ends up going onto the bullpen and, you know, it, it, uh, Framber Valdez the other night, uh, it really pitched his guts out for the Astros in game two. He doesn't do his job uh, and and kind of keep the Phillies at bay and off balance. The Phillies are up 2 nothing going home, and it's a completely different series, man. Um, Wheeler, nobody expected Wheeler to have the outing that he had considering, you know, his his early playoff success and late season run, but he kept them in the ballgame. And the the Suarez and the Phillies guys on the back end, you know, yeah, they lost 5-2, but they kept themselves in the ballgame. And they, you know, the only thing that um, I think that Phillies relievers did uh, – in my opinion, that I think they should have, they they didn't necessarily need to throw off speed pitches. Uh, the the Astros have the swagger, and they can have they can they they know that they're the badass dudes out there. Game one took a little bit of wind out of their sails, and the Phil said, "Hey, you know we're here to play, and we can play with you guys, and we can match up with you guys no matter no matter what." And so. Uh, Seeing Valdez take the mound in two, and uh, I think Syndergaard in three is going to be the swing game right here. The, the, the swing game for Syndergaard is, or the swing game in game is game three here for, for sure. And if Syndergaard can give him three, maybe three innings or maybe two times through the lineup, that's all I need from him. But the Phillies bullpen should not be throwing off speed pitches to the Astros if they come in. The Astros have the swagger. The Astros, you know, go up there with their chests out. Philly's bullpen needs to throw just shove balls past them at the top of the zone and throw fastballs by them and establish their like uh uh oh what was the guy's uh Bull Durham. The establish I want to announce my presence with my fastball. You yeah, know? I want to announce uh, my presence with authority. Right. And th- that's what the Phillies bullpen needs to do is come in there and just fill the zone above the right above the hands and if you're going to beat me you're going to beat me with 97 because if I throw an off-speed pitch to Altuve on accident he's going to speed up his bat and hit a ball out and that's what the Phillies can't afford to do when they get into their bullpen their pull I would just sit there and tell them you throw every single pitch of fastball at the top of the zone the bottom part of the zone uh, don't miss down the Johnny because then you're gonna we're gonna pay the price for it. But under no circumstances do you throw a curveball or a slide piece to speed somebody's bat up and then they accidentally hit a shot and we're trailing by two. Go in there and just it's kind of like a heavyweight fight, you know. You, you establish yourself with the jab and you follow it up with a couple of combinations. Similar circumstance with the pitching at this point. You know, yeah, you can throw off speed pitches in the in spring training, but right now, I'm I'm dependent on you to blow 97 by these guys every single pitch. 
that is a phenomenal breakdown because that's you you nailed it. And a lot of these guys, um, especially with the Astros, this kid Jeremy Pena, who we're going to be talking about for years to come, long as he stays healthy. This kid is amazing. Um, but you talk Jeremy Pena, um, you talk Jose Altuve. Those guys can hit that slider. They can hit that breaking ball. So you know, go go high and tight in the zone or go outside in the zone, make them chase that 97 mile an hour fastball two inches outside. Right. Make them get themselves out, make them make bad decisions. And yeah. Uh, and, and it also establishes their bullpen as kind of pointing a finger at them and saying, we're here for you guys. We're here and we're not going to give it up. We're not going to roll over. If you're going to beat me, you got to beat my best stuff. Yeah. By the way, we do have some breaking news, Jason. It is now official on the MLB website. It is postponed tonight. All right. All right. Well, so we can all rest. trick or treat in peace, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> slow down like, the pace. We, like we were talking about, though, one of these days we're going to see game seven of the World Series at this, on Turkey Day after the Lions game. With, <laughs> all right. Uh, if we start letting 26 teams in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, all right, so now talk to me about the keys to the series. Talk to me. So I love your breakdown analysis of the the pitching. Talk to me about the keys <clears throat> to being effective in the series. Now, this being said, you have the hottest team versus the most consistent team. So what's your keys? Um, let's see. Phillies are going home. So let's start with the Phils. Um, for them, it's really important. And, and they've already um, kind of – checked off one check off of their list. And that was a split in Houston takes away the home field advantage. Houston has to come back home if they want to, you know, if they, if they lose a game, at least one in Philly, they're going to end up having to come back home, but they took that home field advantage away from them right away. And they established that split. Now they come home to Philly. And if they, if they can take two or three at home, and go back to Houston up 3-2, they're in the driver's seat. They're exactly where they want to be. But they, they, the important thing is they got to take two out of three, which is completely possible at home. Um, so if they if they can take two or three at home and check that off of the list too, go back to Houston up 3-2, man, the pressure is on the Astros. Now for the Astros, they have, again, you know, Altuve, is he back? Who knows? After that 0 for 25 slump, man, I think, what is he um, now? He's 6 for 15 since the 0 for 25. And so it's super important for them to turn that lineup over and get that number nine hitter in so that Altuve can come up there. And, you know, that sets the table up for them. And then they get that if Altuve is successful, then boom, it puts, then it gets Bregman and those guys that follow a little bit more breathing room. So Houston has to score, and they have to score early, I think, um, like they did the other day to kind of keep that pressure on the fills. I couldn't agree with you more. I I think the, you know, for me personally, the key is exactly what you said. Philly's got to take two out of three. They could sweep at home. Those fighting Phil fans are crazy passionate about their team. Absolutely. So it's going to get a lot louder than Minute Maid Ballpark even with the roof closed. So those fight and fill fans, um, the key is tomorrow though. So if you can win the game, whoever's 
whoever wins tomorrow is kind of driver's seat, right? But yeah. if the Phillies win, um, win the next two, then the Astros got to win three in a row, and it's going to be extremely difficult. If you go one, one, one in Philadelphia, whoever goes back to Houston, um, up three games to advantage them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But the key to me, Jason, the key is always baseball IQ. Baseball IQ, baseball IQ. You know, Valdez, you mentioned Valdez when you were talking about pitching. You watch him, he was getting frustrated when he'd walk a batter. He was getting frustrated when he was missing the strike zone. Good for him. I love that kind of passion. I'll take it all day and twice on Sunday. Right? Right. But you got to have a baseball IQ. If Valdez walks you on four pitches, I don't care who you are, Bryce Harper, JT Riamuto, the next pitch, take it. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's a fastball down uh, down Broad Street to use a Philly term, right? Let it go. Right, it's just baseball knowledge. It puts the pressure on the pitcher to have to be successful. They have to put the make put that ball down the down the Johnny, so to speak. But yeah, it's just baseball knowledge in general. Absolutely, I agree with you. You mention it just about every time we talk. Yep, baseball IQ, and it, and it drives me nuts because you and I come from what I'm going to call the old school, right? And so we – pitch counts didn't matter back then, but pitchers get tired, right? They're not meant to throw 30, 35 pitches in any. No. Pitchers get tired, and so – and your defense gets lackadaisical when they're out there for 30, 35 pitches. So you know what? You know, run that pitch count a little bit. Just run it up. So. Right. Make those make the guys work. Go five, six pitches deep. And, you know, this is baseball. 90% of it bats go 3-2. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, again, if they – if the pitch, if the batters go up to the plate with a plan, depending on the situation that they're in, Mm-hmm. They could put them, make themselves be in a successful situation. But again, they have to have that knowledge and that IQ, like you're saying, about what their at bat is dictating or what the the pitcher uh, and and hitter's relationship is. You know, in the past, if the pitcher has dominated uh, Martin Maldonado for the you know last 18 games they played, well, then you certainly can't let Martin Maldonado beat you today. Yep, exactly. And and to quote a Yankee, I know that you don't know anything about the Yankees, Jason, but yeah, to quote a, yeah. a famous Yankee, 90% of the game is half mental. That is absolutely true. And if you come to a fork in the road, you better take it too, man. That's right. Professor <laughs> Yogi Berra. So, all right, final question, my great and good friend. We could do this all night. Final right? question. So who do you think has the advantage going into game three the advantage in the series, and then who do you think is going to win the series? I mean, give me a prediction. Advantage fills at this point. Yeah, Houston has tied it up. It's 1-1. It'd be different if they were going to Houston 1-1, then I'd have to say Houston has the advantage. But uh, they're going back to Philadelphia. The weather is going to play. Already it's playing a key, important part to it. Uh, Balls are going to sting off of the hands. That's for sure, you know, when you get into somebody's kitchen in the – in, in Philadelphia, um, they have the advantage at this point. Again, if they take those two out of three, and it would be an absolute 
um, coup if they take the first two. And then they, like you say, put that pressure on Houston. Um, but, yeah, if they finish up and they go back to Houston 3-2, as we were saying, man, um, I'm taking Phil's in six. Phil's in six. Got it. Well, if they go 1-1-1 and you got game seven, I'm going to make the same prediction I made when I typed out on your live. It goes seven, and the team that scores the most runs in game seven wins. Right? I oh. mean – Right, I mean that's, <laughs> but man, it could it it, it would it's gonna be like a Rocky movie, man. I, that's what I want to see, you know. See somebody take a punch, and stagger, and then come back, like you know Apollo Creed, um, and and it's kind of crazy using that analogy, but that's kind of how it it's kind of been matching up for me, you know, or at least in my opinion and, and seeing how that kind of goes um, just like in the fight, it's, you know, whoever is kind of still strongest at the end is going to, you know, take the, the, the prize, man. And right now, Philadelphia, if they set themselves up with their pitching, right, they could be the strongest group come game six and seven. Yeah. I, you know, as much as, as much as Houston's consistent and as much as Philadelphia's hot, um, I said this on a couple of podcasts, I'm I'm picking the Phillies, but I'm picking it to go in seven. Um, and the reason why I'm saying the Phillies right now is because the Astros, if you watched them in game one, now game two, they came out and said, no, 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 not in our house. But if you watched them in game one, they were very tight. All of the Yankees, all of the Dodgers this season, right? 106 wins. We got home field advantage. They played very tight. And if you see that out of them in game three, advantage Philly. Absolutely. But it's going to – you know what? These are the best kind of World Series for me, Jason, I got to tell you. Because guess what? I don't have a stake in it. It's not the Dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) For me – I got no stake in this whatsoever. Awesome, right? It's so- I absolutely agree. Yeah, right. Because if it was our squads, we'd be overanalyzing everything <laughs> even more than we are now. But we're seeing it from this, you know, wider angle and this perspective from the outside looking in, and what these teams need to do to make it happen. I absolutely agree. <laughs> I, I remember uh, what was it, two thousand. 2009, when you guys won the World Series, the Yankees won the World Series. 2009. I remember talking long years to, ago. Yeah, I, I remember talking to a buddy of mine who's from the Bronx, and and it was a good series. I mean, you guys, I think, took it at five, but it was it was back and forth, game one, game two, and I'm texting him, going, "Hey, this is the greatest series I've watched." He's like, "Shut up," because he's a <laughs> Yankee fan, and it was like, "It's not a great series." I'm over here having a heart attack. You're enjoying right? it, so. I mean, I feel what that can you pain, do, right? man. I feel that pain. Yeah, I'm just. I, it's I, although I would love to see the Yankees in it. Uh, it, it just gives a total different perspective uh, as a baseball fan to you know drop in the knowledge that we we see and and kind of our perspective and absolutely it's super exciting. I, I'm kind of bummed that the game is postponed, but now I'm like anticipating tomorrow. I can't wait, man. I want to see. You know, well. 
now for every kid that knocks on my door, instead of them seeing game three of the World Series, they're going to see the great pumpkin patch Charlie Brown on in the background. <laughs> so I guess it's a win-win for the kids, right? Yeah, right. I'm telling you, I'm thinking about giving a baseball card to each of the kids tonight when they come up, man. Just get rid of some of my commons. <laughs> the, um, the, you know what you do is you give them uh, you give them a, um, a Griffey uh, rookie. 89 Griffey rookie. Here you go. Here you go, kid. Here you go. Here's 12 grand. Here's 12 grand. Here's 12 grand. You get a Ken Griffey Jr. card. You get a Griffey Jr. card. That dad's going, what? We're coming back here next year. Why? This is the first place we're coming next year. <laughs> oh, well, top fan rivalry followers. This is Jason. He's got a great article. We'll make sure that you guys know about it. He is bourbon and baseball. And if you're not following this guy, what are you waiting for? This guy Please. does a show on Wednesday nights where he brings different people on and they do all kinds of water cooler debates. They talk about bourbon for a little while, then they talk about baseball and it's water cooler debates. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give away the best part of the show, but they do have a thing called the Legion of Dunn facts. And let me tell you, it, it's phenomenal. <laughs> so if you got an hour and you want a good laugh in there, jump on this thing. These guys will keep you, laughing so jason thanks so much for your time again this afternoon and we're going to get you back on in another couple of weeks when it's off season we'll get a group together we'll start looking at some different things so sounds like a plan bill i really appreciate you having me on anytime i'm just glad to to be able to you know talk about baseball with uh with the people that that know the game like me awesome well we appreciate cool. it thanks so much you got it thank you